Hey there, folks. Uh, welcome to episode 171 of Dude and a Monkey. Um, just uh, starting off the episode, just to say we were having some technical trouble at the start of the uh, the show, so um, I've pretty much binned the opening five minutes or so um, just because it wasn't sounding great. Uh, so w- basically, you're going to be coming in where um, Mark and I are just talking about some uh, trailers. Uh, we literally just started that section, and um, Noel then basically comes in so it, it's a bit of an abrupt start but it's uh mark and i joined by uh noel Miller for a, a pretty actually long talk about suicide squad and um some other what we watched and some trailers so enjoy yeah let's talk some trailers while we're waiting for noel because i can't imagine he's he's, he's he's probably not seen that many so what have you got that's um not there's not actually been that much to be honest uh, that's kind of come out really or that i've seen anyway um the what have i seen uh, we do we do Dunkirk last week? Did we do it? Uh, no, I think it came out over the weekend. Ah, right, uh, Dunkirk. Then. Um, teaser trailer more than an actual trailer. Uh, very interested to be honest. It's a fascinating story, uh, and Nolan taking on something like that uh, could be really, really quite interesting to be honest. So, so yeah, I'm very, very much, very much up for for, for that. I think it looks fantastic. Again, Hoytman Hoytum is a, a, a wonderful cinematographer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And sorry, Noel said, asks, is he appearing now? Let me just have a look. Uh, add people to call. No, no, Add call. Should be calling him now. Hello? Hello! Hey! Yes! What was all that about? <laughs> Skype being Skype. Yeah. Could you, was that, did I appear to be offline or something? You were online. You were there. It just kept saying yeah. call failed. That was weird. Okay, hopefully it's not my internet connection in this room, but... Is Ian still with us? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, we, we, we started without you because we're rude. Uh, we were just talking about the, the teaser trailer for Dunkirk. Did you see that, Noel? Oh, I didn't, actually, no. No, I didn't. Um, all, to be fair, all it was was, it's the new one from Christopher Nolan, you know you're going to want to watch it, and then yeah. guys in a boat gradually realising that there's something above them that they're probably not going to want to be a part of. Yeah. Mm. And then is, it like, is it factual then, or does that, that does that something turn out to be, like, Godzilla or something? Oh, no, no, it's a World, it's a World War II film. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's about the um, Dunkirk um, evacuation, essentially. Right. Well, okay. it's, it's, it's as factual as Harry Styles appearing in a Christopher Nolan film can be deemed as factual. That's a Good weird one, point. that one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Typically, um, typically solid cast apart from that, though, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's very much a, it's, it's the Nolan, Nolanites, I think, on that yeah. one. Um, we're sort, of, we're sort of going through trailers. Uh, sea of Trees is the next one. Uh, the Gus Van Sant, Naomi Watts, uh, Matthew McConaughey film that just looks like it's gonna be two hours of well acted and nice looking misery, essentially. Yeah, it was, um, it played Cam last year. And he's only just got a distribution deal now. Mm. And considering McConaughey was very hot last year as well, it, I, I think it says something that that's only just. It, it's it's based on that like the same forest that that horror that we reviewed earlier in the year. The forest is based on, isn't yeah. it? The uh, is suicide it? forest. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, it does look like it's just going to be miserable with sin. Um, I might watch it out of a morbid sense of curiosity. Um, I, I, I'll watch it because it's a good cast and it's uh, a good fan Sant really. So I'll watch it for that. Yeah, fair dues. Uh, Noel, any interest? Um, I can take or leave Gus Van Sant some of the time. Um, uh, and then, you know, other films of his I've loved. So That's exactly what I am. Yeah, I'm not beating down the door to see it, but if it came up on Netflix and I was in the right frame of mind, I could imagine checking it out, but I won't be rushing to it, I don't think. Yeah, that's mm. mine. Uh, Bad Santa 2. Fuck off. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I watched the Red Band for this, and it's like, okay, so it, it the, the joke is that he's dressed in a Santa costume and he makes inappropriate jokes and says fuck a lot. Do you know what? I got bored of that in the last movie. <laughs> I don't... It just seems like one of those movies where... They, I, I, I just don't think there's enough kind of nostalgia for it as people, as they seem to think. I don't get it, really. Was there anyone asking for this? No, it's, it's weird because it, it's, it's one of those Christmas movies that in recent years people seem to have talked about a little bit more. Um, I came to it quite late. I didn't, I, I never saw it back in, when was it? Early 2000, 2002, 2003 or something. Yeah, right, yeah. So I wasn't, you know, I, I don't remember seeing it back then and I saw it a few years later and I was like, eh, you know, it's mildly watchable, but I've never been, you know, it certainly doesn't make my Christmas rotation. No, so it's one yeah. of those, those desperate attempts to have kind of anti-Christmas Christmas movies. Mm. And it's more of that than it is actually you know, something people watch. I think it's one of those films where people say they watch it rather than actually watch it, just to feel a little bit fucking miserly about Christmas when actually they're just fucking sat watching, I don't know, fucking Home Alone while they're saying they're watching Bad Santa. It's going to be this up against, um, what's it then, Christmas, was it Christmas Office Party or whatever it's called? Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't fancy that either, frankly. Um, one that I know you 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 do fancy, uh, no, is the uh, yeah. Resident Evil. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's just the uh, maybe it's the the sort of uh, interesting remix of um, was it Sweet Child of Mine? Was yeah. one um, you know that that was in, punctuated the, the trailer quite nicely. But no, Miljovic getting on a bike and heading out into Zombie Town again, followed by some ridiculous. Is it just me? Am I getting really old at this point? Or are those fucking cuts, like, those trailer cuts, like, barely even... Like, I can barely get my head around what's going on. But either way, I was excited by it. I wasn't entirely <laughs> sure what was happening, but I was excited by it. No, I'm in, because I've, uh, I've enjoyed a lot of the Resident Evil stuff in the past. It's It's silly, stupid popcorn fun. I think it's always felt like it knows what it is. Um to a degree um, and and maybe that's just because I don't know maybe that's less maybe that's saying less about the actual film or and maybe it's just that Paul W.S. Anderson just doesn't really know what he's doing and that kind of comes across in his films I don't know but it feels like they know that they're dumb and yeah <laughs> the films can't get any dumber can they so it's got to be worth a spin it always seems to me like like, like, the films themselves seem a little bit surprised that people are still watching them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, seriously, you're, st- you're still watching these movies? 
Because, I mean, they, yeah. they, you know, they, they've all been successful. It's like, like you can hugely, imagine, you... massively crazy successful, but they've all turned a healthy, healthy profit. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can imagine in the W.S. Anderson household at the weekend, like, he gets off the phone and he turns around and goes into the kitchen and Miller's, like, cooking a nice omelette or something. He goes, honey, that was the studio. <laughs> They, they wanted us to do another one. <laughs> and she's like, really? I thought we, I thought we really fucked the last one up. No, no, people seem to like it. They want us to do another one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Fine. I can still squeeze into these, uh, these leather trousers. Let's, let's do another one and then have another baby. Yeah. Um, I'm a massive, massive fan of two things about this. That they're actually calling it the final chapter. Yeah. Because um, that usually ends well, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that the poster is so... I don't know whether they're taking the piss out of the Hunger Games or if they <laughs> or if they are genuinely have got no fucking idea how close... Because it's such a weird thing to rip off if yeah, they are I, ripping it off. But if they're not, then it's like, how the fuck has that poster designer managed to get away with it? It, it is... It, 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 it's strange. It, it, the whole, I'd say, I, I, you know, on this, I, I've enjoyed them. Kind of like, they're often one of those ones where one's good, two's crap, three's good, four's crap, five's good. Mm. It, it's a little bit like that. So six is probably going to be crap, but mm. I'll still watch it and be like, that was shit. Yeah. But I'll still watch it again at some point. I know I will. And Bex, like always, but- Bex loves them. Yeah. Right, the thing is, this is out in January. It's like I was saying to you before, Mark. Oh, sorry, go on. No, 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 carry on, carry on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, this is coming out in January where it's all Oscar bait stuff all the time. Yeah. And this is going to be such a nice antidote to that. I'm tempted to suggest we do a Resident Evil special. I, I, I could easily do that. I could easily watch all evil movies before this. Yeah, I'll I'll join you for that. Yeah. Oh, they. All right, cool. Fine. <laughs> I fuck. I despise the fourth one. After like, that. I, is, that the video, is that the one where it's like video game levels? No, that's the fifth one. Because I loved that one. I really liked that. Oh, yeah, that, that's the last one. The last one like brought me back on board with yeah. just it's that shit. Where like it's like the characters from the previous ones who are dead are like back in it, but it, it is literally like video game levels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fifth from, like, one. Zone, zone, don't they? Like, yeah. yeah. Crystal Maze almost. Alright, there we go then. January, Resident Evil special. Fuck. <laughs> nice. Uh, beyond that, uh, I haven't seen anything else, I don't think, trailer-wise. Have you guys seen anything else? I um, saw the, the new Dots of Strange trailer. I watched that. Um, I think that was yesterday that that, that popped up. Um, did, anybody, did anybody see that? Or? I didn't even know about that. No, it's a, a, an Olympics trailer, apparently. Um, oh. There's a little bit more in it, really. I, I, <laughs> You, you, you see a little bit of the stuff with um, Tilda Swinton a bit more. There's a bit more of the Inception kind of uh, house city bending stuff. Um, it's I'm, I've always been a bit unsure about this property. I'm not. I, I like some of the Doctor Strange comics, some of the early sort of Ditko stuff, just because of the way it was drawn. 
I'm not in love with the character, but I've always thought that if they get the visuals right, it could offer something new to the Marvel Universe. Um, I'm still not 100% sold, but I feel like something's got to save this this sort of... I mean, this isn't blockbuster season, doesn't come out till November, but it just... if I don't know, I feel like just pinning a little bit more hope on it now just because I need something. So... We'll see, but the trailer, the trailer's fine. It gives away a little bit more of the visuals. Um, still not convinced about Cumberbatch. I think he was too obvious a choice, uh, but we'll see. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, that that one is such a an up in the air kind yeah. of thing. I think it's, I think it's the first when one since Guardians. Oh no, we're at least since Ant-Man, where people don't really know how it's going to go. Even though, then again, has there only been one since Ant-Man? Yeah, I think there has. Oh, ignore me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't, I, it, it, it's going to be interesting though, because I mean, like, it's Scott Derrickson directing it, that's an odd choice for a Marvel film, but then so is Taika Waititi and, you know, Kenneth Branagh, for fuck's sake. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like that at least visually, they're doing something different from the other Marvel films, even yeah. if it's still derivative of other stuff. Mm. It feels a little bit like as well, because I mean, obviously with the with the uh, with Black Panther, Black Panther is now embedded in the wider MCU storyline. So with Doctor Strange, apart from the odd mention um, in was it Civil War, I think. You know, it, apart from his name, uh, yeah, uh, apart from his, oh, was it Winter Soldier? Yeah, um, you know. Apart from his, of course it was, yeah. Um, apart from his name coming up, he's not really played a part, and it feels a little bit like perhaps this was on purpose. Perhaps they're kind of going, all right, well let's try this out over here, and if it doesn't work out, we don't necessarily need to to go back to the you know go back to the well and try and save it. Um, it's a very different approach from the DC universe approach, uh, I think, in that regard, but. Um, you know, I think with that, there is always the possibility that without as much riding on it and without as much pressure on it, maybe, um, maybe they'll get it right and maybe something good will come out of it. Um, you know, maybe they've got no faith in it. I don't know, but it, it's, it, I've got my fingers crossed, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting too much. So we'll see. Yeah, it's open. Um, I, I, the only other one I saw was a trailer for a Netflix original film. Don't know why I even sat through the trailer. XOXO, uh, which has the, the hot young one from Modern Family in it. Um, and it appears to be about EDM and great. No <laughs> idea why I watched it. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not sort of selling that to me. Yeah. All of those things, all of those things are just making me kind of want to hang up. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I'll, I'll move on then. <laughs> um, so, um, all right, let's, let's, let's get into the review then, which, uh, I, I don't know, may want Noel to, uh, may make Noel want to hang up as well. Who knows? Oh, um, I, I, yeah, well, I, I, I genuinely don't know your opinions. You guys know mine, but I don't know yours. Uh, so Suicide Squad is written and directed by David Ayer. Uh, apparently only edited by one person, uh, incidentally. Mm. Uh, stars, uh, who's it star? Um, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, Joel Kinnaman, Jai Courtney, uh, Will Smith, 
nearly fucking forgot him. Uh, <laughs> Viola Davis. Um, uh, Adam Beach as Slipknot. Uh, the, the DC Universe's most crucial character. Um, and, uh, yeah, let, let's get into it. Suicide Squad, it's the, uh, the team of bad guys, except some of them aren't so bad, you know, which, uh, which is a bit of a pussy's way out of it. Um, and, uh, they are assembled by Viola Davis's Amanda Waller to combat a threat played by, I also forgot about her, Cara Delevingne. Uh, if that is how you pronounce her name, who, okay, who is possessed by a witch and the witch goes rogue and then stuff starts happening. Uh, Noel, Suicide Squad, did you want to kill yourself? Uh, at the beginning, I was having a great time. I mean, as, as a, you know, obviously I always want comic book movies to be good, but in this case, I really, really, really felt like this was an opportunity. Because, you know, I didn't want to put too much pressure on the film, but in the back of my head, I was always thinking, well, they've, they've got a different angle here. They could get us away from the let's destroy a city, um, you know, uh, infighting between sort of heroes and no focus on a decent villain. You know, they, they had access to, to DC villains, which are, are, is always a good thing because uh, they're often more interesting than the heroes. And uh, there was there was a lot of potential. I was really really rooting for it. Um, as you both know, I tried to stay as clear as possible of any opinion whatsoever. Um, I was ignoring articles, reviews, references, anything. I didn't go on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook anymore anyway. So I just I, I was avoiding everything um, as much as possible. Um, and and yet still. The, the the gentle whiff of disappointment was sort of drifting drifting to me somehow I don't know why or, or how um, so I went into it with slightly lowered expectations or I'd say tempered expectations um, and then when it got going it got started uh, I was just absolutely delighted I was delighted to be there I was delighted to be suddenly being introduced to these characters um, and then uh, it, it got a little bit it got a little bit confusing and it got a little bit dull and, 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 and things then started to not make much sense. And I didn't realize, I didn't understand where it was going or why I was, why all the characters were where they were. And then the plot started to fall apart and then the dialogue started to fall apart. And there was one line that was uttered by a character or, or well, there was a bit of dialogue between two characters and it was at that moment I just sort of went, Ah oh, fuck! This is this is terrible. Oh shit! It's actually really bad. Um, so it's not without its good points, which we'll get into. But overall, um, overall, it's a badly made film. It's just a really poorly, poorly made film, which is a terrible shame. Now, Mark. Hello. Here we go. Would essentially suck off David Ayer if he had the chance. Quite, quite happily gobbled it down. Damn right. Um, so here we go, Mark. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> you know what? I, I did. I, I loved it. And, I'm, I, and the, the thing is, the more and more I've started to read about it, and the more and more. Um, people were going on about 
what they disliked about it. But more and more I was thinking, oh, I'm going to really like this. I'm going to really like this. And I'm going to sound like I'm just been a dick. I'm going to really like this. And I will freely admit it has flaws which we will get into. But I I not only had a great time with it, um, I there was actually little moments of, 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 of subtlety that the movie had that I actually thought were were very, very good and very well handled. Um, I am somebody who I, I, I don't get on with Will Smith as a screen presence or anything, and I thought he was great in it. Um, I, I like the fact that I was watching, uh, for the most part, the film that I expected it to be, which was chaotic and kinetic and very much Ayer's kind of universe. Some points of that grated on me more than others. Um, I, I personally nowadays don't expect decent villains um, in in comic book movies because even when the even when all the main characters are villains, yeah, because I think that was the the thing. They're villains, but I don't even think they're trying to portray them as villains. They're no. trying to portray them as anti heroes, which doesn't. I don't even think that they kind of pull off because. They're just portraying them as as being the heroes that you know that they're not. That they were trying to show you their good side more than their bad side, which I can completely see why they're doing. But every time I, I felt like I was going, I, I was getting a little bit dragged down by the bits that that weren't great in it. Because like I say, I'm not saying it's perfect at all. Um, then something happened. I go, yeah, all right, I, I, I'm cool with that. Or Okay, yes, I was getting a little bit bored, and then I got uh, Margot Robbie walking away from something, so I'm all right again now. I'm reset, and it, it was it was that, and I I I just I just enjoyed it. But it, what I will say is, it set up for me to enjoy. So when we're going through the bits that 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 didn't work, I'm probably a going to give as many as you guys, or b um, maybe even more <laughs> than you guys. But I. I I don't care. I enjoyed it. It, it is where I am with that. And I, I'm, I, I kind of came out of, of the screen and said to Vex about it. I'm of the opinion of, do you know what? If other people didn't like it, that's cool. I'm not going to try and convince people that it's better than it is or that they should like it for this, this or this. But I enjoyed what I got out of it. That's where I am with, with Suicide Squad. Uh, so I'll be very interested to see where Ian is uh, on this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I think I'm more on Mark's side than Noel's, to be honest. Um, made me want to rewatch Batman vs Superman. I don't it know why. Didn't want to do that. Bloody hell! Didn't want to do that. If you want to do, not rewatch that and just rewatch Suicide Squad again. No, I mean, no, totally. I, I have pre-ordered Suicide Squad on 4K Blue, and to be honest, my uh, wanting to rewatch Batman vs. Superman is partially inspired by the fact that I want to watch more stuff on 4K Blue. Um, apparently, Superman's red eyes look really, really nice in HDR, so I've read. So, uh, you know, hey, uh, it's my birthday. You, can, re- you can really feel his un-Superman-like rage. <laughs> yes, it's my birthday on Monday. I'll probably get an, like an Amazon gift card off my off my sister or something, and I'll spunk twenty quid on it, and I, I won't like it again. Then I'll uh, get fifteen for it on eBay, so that'll do. You'd be better uh, off ripping it up in front of her and throwing it in her face. <laughs> that would be a that would be a more polite way of using it. 
All right, no, fair enough. Calm down. Molly Matthews. That's fair. Um, So the thing is, I came to Suicide Squad from a position where I just spent the weekend at Peppa Pig World. So I was thoroughly in the the, the zone of, I really just want to watch some base-level entertaining shite for a couple of hours. And that's kind of what I got, but... When I say shite, I mean it in in an affectionate way. Um, I am very hot and cold on David Ayer. Sabotage is a piece of shit and Mark's mental. Um, You are so wrong. (laughs) I mean, Sabotage is a film notable for the fact that it was on Mark's top of the year list and on my bottom of the year list. Um, such is the chasm of opinion between us on that. Now, the thing with Could suicide... I, I, out, do you know what I still adore about Sabotage? What I still what? adore more than anything about Sabotage, right? The whole crux of the film is based around, at the start, they go in and they steal all this money, right? And they know they've stolen this money, right? Yet, they think the money is all blown up. <laughs> So how do they know how much he's stolen if it blew up? So from literally two minutes in, the rest of the film makes no fucking sense. And that is what I adore about Sabotage. And this also this also maybe illustrates a point as well. A lot of people are now saying that Suicide Squad doesn't make any sense because it's not Ayer's film and... That you know, the, the, the studio did a like did a version. Apparently, the people who cut the trailer did a version, and they test screened it against Ayer's version, and then they just released Ayer's version because the scores were quite similar. Yeah. And the, the the thing is, a lot of people are saying, well, the studio had its hands all over it, blah blah blah. Maybe not. Maybe Ayer just well, doesn't really care about stuff making sense. Ayer's Ayer's kind of come out and said about that that uh, you know when you're making a movie that costs this much money. It is collaboratory, but the movie that has gone out is his suicide. It's film. his film. Yeah, and I mean, and good on him. He's uh, he's owning it. He's not doing a Josh Trank and say like literally saying on opening day, "Oh, I had a really good version of this." Mm. You know, he, you know, he's you know he's not doing that. He's fuck he's fucking owning it and going like, "Yeah, this is it, good or bad, this is it." And uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was. I was entertained thoroughly. I was never bored, um, even if large swaths of it make no sense. And that there are editing choices that are baffling. I think there's two separate moments where there's some sort of flashback to reveal some sort of revelation. It's like, but no, we were literally told that an hour ago. <laughs> what, like, what, why are you doing a flashback? Um, so, I mean, there's that. Um, I think the cast do give it their all. I mean, Margot Robbie... I don't have a massive attachment to Harley Quinn, but there's a scene early on where it's the flashback of um, them being pursued by the Batmobile, and she's like, I'm not going to do an impression, but she says, you're ruining date night. And she kind of, like, fire, like fires a gun up through the car or something, or pe- punches the top of the car. She fires a gun through the car. Yeah, there you go. And, like, just that thing, like, captured... The, the kind of the 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 unhingedness of that character that I have picked up from playing the Arkham games. Those are, those are really my only experience of her, but it seems to have that. 
she's not a very uh, she's she's not a very developed character she's anyway. She's character. only been around yeah, she's only been around since two thousand and three or something. I think that was because um, of the, the animated series. She's ninety two she came in the animated series. Oh ninety two, sorry. Ninety two, yeah. yeah, and she was in the animated series. She did, I mean I don't think she actually turned up in a uh, a comic book until like three or four years after that. No, no, no. I mean she's had her own runs and stuff like that and there's mm. uh She's had some highly sort of sexualized uh, version. There's a there's a, a collected uh, oh what's it called now? There's a collected comic book of hers, um, which something like knock knock uh, something and knock knock jokes or something, and that's like you know her the way she's drawn in that is 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 insane. She's just like, huge boobs, really tiny tiny waist and stuff like that. So she's already been quite sexualized. But she's not a character that's really had a, a, a ton of like you know gritty stories and no, explanation explorations of a character and stuff like that. So it was really Margot Robbie's opportunity to to do something. But it already felt by the time the film was out, it already felt like yeah, this is this is going to be a big character. And when Halloween rolls around, there's going to be a billion girls walking about dressed like this. Well, that's uh, it. She, she's, right she's as much a poster as she is a, a character. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think a, a, a problem going forward is going to be that you've got the moments where she is, like, quite unhinged, and when, when she's with the Joker, she does have that. But then the rest of the film, they're, like, they're almost trying to paint her as nor- like as trying to attain some sort of normalcy. Like, there's the... the the, the scene where Enchantress is kind of showing them what they want to see, and it's her and Jared Leto about the Joker stuff and a couple of kids, and it's like, right, so when we watch the solo Batman film that she's going to be in, and she's running around with Mr. J and doing all this crazy shit, it's going to be like, right, but what, in the back of her mind, she just wants to have a normal life? The, like, idea, is, that the, the idea is he brings out the crazy now. I don't like. Look. I don't like that though. I think that really weakens her as a character. Yeah. I think just the fact that she's, you know, she's she's holding on to this man in the hope that one day she can change him. It mm. should be a celebration of the fact that. I mean, I know they they've kind of uh, she fell in love with him and then he sort of pushed her to the edge of crazy it's and stuff like that. Me. But it should. Uh, they 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 were trying to focus a little. It felt like they were occasionally trying to focus on this sort of twisted love story, but they didn't have the um, they didn't have the guts to go the whole way with it and just go. You know what? These two are Sid and Nancy. They're as fucking nutty as each other. Mm-hmm. They're Kurt and Courtney, which is exactly the direction that they should have gone. Where they should have maybe Kurt and Courtney is not the best example, but definitely Sid and Nancy. You know, they should have pushed it in that direction and gone. They fit together perfectly because they're both batshit insane. Mm. Um, no pun intended. Uh, they, they kind of touched on that a little bit, but they didn't. Um, they didn't explore it enough, I don't think. No, they they they, they, they don't. And, and I suppose one of my kind of issues with the movie is the. I think Leto's okay as the Joker. I don't think he's. I think he's here or there. Is it? What I thought was a little I, bit. I, 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 I was just gonna say, I think it's, I think it's the right way to go with the character after Heath Ledger, yes. yeah, making him more surface level and not like if it was that he had, a, he was an agent of chaos again, it would have been too similar. Oh, exactly, so yeah. I like, 
I like that they that he's done this. I like sorry, yeah. I like the fact they've been a little bit different with it. Uh, it it's but it, it's it's jarring. It's strange. Essentially, for all intents and purposes, for what what he is in this universe that we're gonna call it now is he's a bit of a street thug that's got a lot of power. And I think mm. that what I did like about it is the fact is that they didn't make it his movie. It, it, he, he is, he dips in and out of it in bits and it's very much a Suicide Squad movie. You know, what I didn't want was to come out of it and go, do you know what? Why did we get more of the Joker than we did of Deadshot and Harley Quinn and, and people like that? I, I liked that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how much of the Joker we actually get in future movies. Um, from there, it, it, it's going to be quite interesting because I'd like to see where they're going with that character. Um, it will be quite interesting. I think that I like the ang- I like the angle with the Joker, and I get I get what you're saying there. You know, the less is more approach mm. um, seems like a uh, um, seems like a good idea. However. I feel like in this instance, although I liked, I liked what I saw of the Joker, I just felt like I needed a little bit more so I could figure out whether or not I liked this Joker completely. I mean, it, it just felt, I enjoyed what I was getting. Mm-hmm. I think the, the flashback sequence with Harley Quinn, where they're, you know, at the, uh, the chemical factory and he pushes her in, that was really interesting. Visually, it was cracking as well. Yes. It was a really interesting visual. Um, I liked the moment in the club as well, where you could, you know, where, where Common, whoever that character was, where Common was sort of with them, and there was that sort of little playoff going on between them. I just feel like if I got a little bit more of that, I could have come away from this going, oh yeah, but wasn't the Joker great? I don't feel like I got enough to to, to actually say yes, the Joker was great. No, the Joker was bad. Uh, I like uh, it. Just didn't quite get enough to get my teeth into it. And I think the other thing as well is. And, and this was the, you know, my main sort of issue with, uh, with the film as a whole was, and, and why it was such a huge missed opportunity, um, was that I think what, what comic book movies are missing at the moment is everybody, like all the superheroes are fighting some, you know, trans-dimensional, um, interplanetary, uh, or, a godlike being, um, you know, that, that that's looking to destroy the entire world. This could, yeah. yeah, and nobody's fighting criminals anymore. The reason you get the Suicide Squad together is not to fight another uh, trans-dimensional magical being. You get them together to not necessarily take down a gang, but take down a gang that's led by some sort of metahuman that's got a little bit more power that you don't need to get Batman and the Flash on uh, on board. It's it's a kind of you know you want to get them on board to do a job that they understand. You know you understand the criminal world. You you understand you have contacts in the criminal world. You know make it a bit more of a sort of just bring it down and don't feel like you need to have some uh, some half a city being destroyed and loads of bits of brick floating in the air for some reason. Like it just just bring it down a bit and and just you know it just it feels like nobody's fighting crime anymore and everybody's fighting intergalactic monsters and this was a perfect opportunity 
to, to just have some people on the ground fighting crime, uh, but from the perspective of, of criminals who are being forced to do it. And it just felt like a missed opportunity. It felt like they got, they got it a little bit with, with the setup because, you know, very early on it turns into kind of a siege movie. But then the second half of the film, it's just, it just, everything goes big and you're just like, well, the one thing, you've completely lost the one thing that set this movie apart. You know what would have been more, what would have fit more into what you're saying? And I agree, and I, I agree with what you're saying um, completely, actually. What would have made more sense there? Is because the idea is that um, Amanda Weller is using the Suicide Squad to clear up the mess that her idea of the Suicide Squad has created with the Enchantress. Yeah. But what would have made more sense is the Suicide Squad are going in to get somebody important out, being yeah. Amanda Weller, Amanda Weller, and they don't know at the time. But the, the Enchantress has got her. Enchantress is holding. Her, not yeah. this big fucking cloud of uh, unexplained nonsense in the sky. Yeah. It's holding her, and therefore you get that. That mm. that could have been it. You could have boxed off that story there, and it would have made a more sense, and b would have added like what you say that that bringing it down a little bit, and not having just a swirling trash fucking thing that that's yeah. then gonna eat through the world. Which even I admit and go, do you know what? Don't really, don't really get what was going on there. What, what was actually no. happening? Well, you're looking there? at it, you're looking at it, and you kind of go, "Well, I don't even know what that is." Like <laughs> the enchant, the enchantress has decided what she's going to build a machine. I think she says at some yeah. point. And I'm looking at this mess of crap that's flying around, and she's waving her arms around. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. What is that? What's going? Okay. Yeah. But all that while Meanwhile, was happening, I, I was going. Do you know what? I don't need to see that anymore. I don't. I'm, I don't need to see that. I want to see other things going on. Yeah, it was the least. It was the least impressive thing about X Men Apocalypse a few months back. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. Just mm. you know, just random shit flying around. Yeah. I was more enjoying these characters essentially being in a John Carpenter movie for the middle. Yes. <laughs> middle portion of it, which was fun. And if it had carried on doing that, that would have been that would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's there's. I mean, some of the good points of it are the 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 performances. I think of Smith um, and Roby, and to extent, I thought Joel Killerman was was good, and Jai Courtney brought a little bit of madness to something, a little bit of he wasn't just Jai Courtney in something, which was I nice. quite like Jai Courtney actually in this. Yeah, um, Joel Killerman, I could I, I could have done without. He was doing mad in all of it. He did but... eat that chicken quite well though. <laughs> Yeah, he was really chowing down on that, wasn't he? Fair play. Yeah, it just felt really weird. It just felt... I was sort of going, why is he eating a piece <laughs> of chicken? A, why is he eating a piece of chicken there? B, why have they chosen to give him a piece of chicken to eat there? C, why is he eating it like that? And D, oh, to name an A film doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was stood. At, he was stood at craft services, and then he's like, "Oh shit, we're back on." Oh, okay, yeah. I'll just. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm bring this fucking chicken, and A has gone. It yeah, works for me. David A is like, "Yeah, bring it with you. We'll make it a plot point or a we'll character." Or chicken. <laughs> we'll introduce it as a, a member of the Suicide Squad, and then kill it ten minutes later to prove the point. A <laughs> fucking more screen time than him. <laughs> uh, what I will say is, I, 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 I don't know. How many calls um, Clint Eastwood is making to get Scott Eastwood in movies, but he's not going to happen. 
Who was he in this? He, he was uh, GQ, um, essentially the um, Navy SEAL that's constantly getting just told to do stuff by um, uh, Joe Killerman. Oh, fucking hell. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I, I saw his name in the credits. It was like, who the fuck did he play then? Um, Scott Eastwood and Cara Delevingne are, are quite literally... Well, you're pretty and recognisable, and you're someone's son, aren't you? Yeah, be in this movie then. Yeah, I, the, the the Cara Delevingne thing. I mean, that's some fucking weird casting, anyway. Like Cara Delevingne is an archaeologist, Denise Richards is a nuclear scientist. It kind of belongs in the same place set, really, doesn't it? It's yeah. um. Yeah, I, did, I, I, I didn't mind it at first because what was going on between her and the Enchantress was was interesting, and it also gave pro- perhaps one of the the more interesting visuals that sort of moment. The hand, yeah, yeah, that was really nice. And I, I could have, if she was constantly sort of struggling with that, um, that would have. I mean, it wouldn't have been the most original idea in the world. We've seen that type of thing a million yeah. times before, but but the idea of having somebody there and she doesn't know when she's going to be taken over by this thing. Is she in control of it? Is she not? Is the person you're speaking to the person that you think you're speaking to? Or is it the other thing? Like that, that's always a nice idea and you can do a lot with that. It's just that, uh, I don't know, what was it about half an hour in? She just becomes the enchantress and she spends the rest of the movie in some glitter and nothing else waving her arms about building some unexplained machine. Uh, An incredible trash machine. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know you were talking about it earlier on, but I just genuinely do they actually give any any indication at all about what that machine is? Because they do cut to that bit where it's a suddenly machine. a bunch of like secret like missile sites get destroyed. But oh yeah, I think that like yeah, it, 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 it's just it's a machine. It, it, it you might on the third watch go, that's what it is, mm. but. A, I don't think Aya gives a shit what it is. I think he's just gone, oh, we need to have something. Just do that. It, what is it? It's just a fucking spinning light fucking machine. We've seen it before. It's one of those. That, that thing. What does it do? Kills, kill stuff. Kill stuff, yeah. But how? Have you seen Margot Robbie in those hot pants? Why do you give a shit about what the swirling trash fucking thing's doing? Look at Deadshot. He's cool. And, and that is cool. Another great visual is Deadshot jumping on the police car, just fucking shooting everything. That was a nice shot, yeah. That, that felt like, I don't know if it was, but that felt like a comic book panel. Just the way he was stood. I think it is a comic book panel, yeah. 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 It, it definitely looked like that. Yeah, it's a double shot. The shot from behind, and then the shot in front is it, both, yeah. yeah, they're both from comic book. What is it? That was nice. Um, there was a, I thought there was a couple of good kind of... Moments of, of, of subtlety that you that, that within it that, that kind of that I'll be honest got me a little bit maybe because I was absolutely interested in enjoying it and it, it had me. There was a couple of moments where I was like, "Well, that's just fucking st- just stung me a little bit." Um, and it was the one where um, one of them was where um, Rick Flag gives Deadshot the letters from his kid. Mm. Yeah, that, I that, thought that was really fucking dumb. <laughs> I, I, it stung me to be honest. I, I, I got it. I was on board by that point, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking, that's cool that they've been keeping those from him." But yeah, the, I can understand that they would that they would have been keeping them from him. 
but why was why was Joel Kinnaman's character keeping them from them from him in his pocket? I think he, it, it's just he knew he had him as a weapon at some point. He had he had leverage over him at some point, didn't he? With those, well, a, a bomb in your neck is leverage, you know. That's... Yeah, a bomb in your neck's pretty huge leverage. It in is, fairness. but a bomb in your neck, like, he has to use if he runs away or something like been, that. She's been, she's been, she's been writing to you every day, and I mean every day. All right, so you just brought a handful of random letters <laughs> that you've been carrying <laughs> up to use for some for some reason at some point. And then at that, that, but... that, that, like Will Smith, then at that point, I'm already sat there thinking that's fucking stupid. And Will Smith turns around and says, you were carrying them around with you the whole time. And I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking, Will Smith. Well done. Yeah, no, I, I got me to I love your um, impression of Will Smith, by the way, no. Thank you, thank you. I've been working on that all week. Um, and mm. the, um, the other one was the when uh, Harley Quinn's sort of like back on the car after she's come back after the whole, you know, she thinks the Joker's dead, which you know he isn't dead anyway, but anyway, within the movie she thinks he's dead and she's still trying to put on the crazy Harley Quinn face, etc. And then Deadshot lifts her down and there's a moment where as he lifts her down she puts her head into his, what is it? In Just into the crook of his shoulder there. And it's just a great, wonderful little kind of subtle moment within the movie that, again, I thought was fantastic. Uh, I think, uh, well, uh, good on you, know, uh, uh, Mark, even. I think you're uh, y- you're reading more into this than I think even David Ayer is intended. I don't think I am, to be honest with that. <laughs> mm. I don't it's, think I am uh, Do you know what? Because it, 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 it's it is a mark thing where he lifts her down and she actually moves her head and, and touches it in. And it's that. No, I, it's, I did not. No, it's dead that did dead happen. Sh- I did notice that. Yeah, it, it's, it's dead just when it knowing did that. That, that it's an act the whole, what is it, that she's actually, that this is affecting her. That she's not crazy enough to have that not affect her. See, I, I did notice that, but I didn't read it that way. I, I read it as, um, I read it first of all as a little bit, they were really trying to force the, the chemistry between those two characters. And also, again, on the sort of, you know, the the tragic, uh, uh, the tragic obsessive love affair between, her and the Joker should really have meant that anything that she does is flirtation to kind of to to stay on top and to I don't know I just didn't I just don't buy that I don't know I just didn't I didn't buy it it felt it felt a bit it felt like forced chemistry to me yeah I I don't know I just I think they they like I kind of said earlier on I think they're doing themselves a disservice in the future because you're going to have this character where it's always in the back of your mind. It's like, well, actually, she kind of does want to be good. And it's it, like, no, can't we just have mm. a, a, a girl who is as crazy as the Joker? Uh, mm. I, I, that that would be nice. I mean, I mean the, the suggestion I, I, is that that's what's happened to her at that point as well. The suggestion is that what she does for the Joker in the flashback scene is, you know, effectively the moment in the killing joke that you get where you see what's, what tips, um, what tips the Joker over the edge. That's her moment to, to, to do the same. This is the moment where she goes, no, fuck it. I belong to you and I, and I want to be part of your world and I want to be as crazy as you are. And that's the thing that, that, that seals the deal for her. So, so to all of a sudden have her after, you know, the love of her life has supposedly just died five minutes earlier be looking into the eyes and cuddling into the neck of... Uh, of I, don't, I don't think it was a flirtation. Of, of dead shot. 
I, well, whatever it was, it, did, it, it, it didn't, it fell out of kilter with the idea of a, of a maniacal sort of, um, you know, a psychotic who's had her brain warped in a certain way by the Joker or, or maybe she's just besotted with him or whatever. It didn't fit that same character to me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's what, maybe yeah. that's not what they were going for. I don't know, but I just, I would have rather, I would have rather had the, the, the version that I thought that they were, that they were going with. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that as well. I, I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Bit, but, but I thought Robbie was actually really good. Um, she, I, the, the flashback sequences of her with, the Joker again. There could have been more of that. I think. Um, I mean, th- th- I, is there enough material where they could have just done a Joker and Harley Quinn film? No, I, I, I don't know. I know but is there? There's enough material. It wouldn't work. It won't work. I don't think you can have. The problem is, it, it, there's certain characters I think that work better in smaller doses. And if you give them an entire movie and build an entire movie around just them, it, 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 it would fall apart. Uh, I think okay. to an extent you, you'd get that with somebody like Harley. If you just did a Harley Quinn and Joker movie, I just don't think it, I don't think it would work. I think it'd be too it'd be too focused on that. And I think I think it I else. think it could maybe it could maybe be a it could maybe be a Batman movie it if could. you if you applied if you applied the sort of you know the the um, the Bonnie and Clyde aesthetic to to not the aesthetic the Bonnie and Clyde idea uh, to a Batman movie. I think that would work quite it, well. It could. You, you can cut away from them enough, you know. But I don't uh, think in this universe that they're creating it works. I think the, the, the problem is it's the same thing as every time the stakes have got to be too high, mm. and that's it's dictated by the, the way that. Um, the way that blockbusters have become is that the, the stakes have to be on a global scale, oh, yeah. or even yeah. even beyond we, a global scale. That if you we just would, do something as a as a, a a crime story that's within kind of its own um, sort of you know block, it, it it doesn't feel fucking catastrophic catastrophic enough, and that's that is an issue yeah. with it. But sadly, it, it's the it's the blockbuster universe we're, we're living in now. I think the part of TV has got a big part to play uh, to do with this as well. I mean, you know, they see, I think both Marvel and DC see their TV properties as this is the shit that's going on down on the ground. Mm -hmm. And this is the shit that's going on up in the air. So Suicide Squad was always in a, in a a strange position in that way in the, and they could have gone two ways with it. They could have gone, no, let's address who these characters are, what they're capable of and what makes sense. Or let's make a blockbuster. And they decided to make a blockbuster. And I don't think it was a very well put together blockbuster. I think, um, you know, some of the characters were interesting. Some of the characters were not. One of the characters was awful. Um, the Killer Croc character. I just, I don't know who that actor is, but by God. Um, and He's, uh, he was in Lost. Um, Adabale, Agi- yeah, I just saw a photograph of him actually, but um, oh yeah, was he the guy who uh, was knocking around with um, Charles Rodriguez? Uh, oh. uh, the guy who used to carry the big stick around. I don't know. He was in it for like a season or so, and then he got into okay. an argument with the producers over pay, and they killed oh, him off. Oh, okay, that's all I know. 
Well, you know, they've 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 gone a blockbuster route, and I understand why. It's just going back to the sort of jo- the Joker and Harley Quinn thing. I would I would love to see. It'll never happen in a million years. I would love to see a sort of you know a true romance style. Um, a $30 million budget. Yeah, yeah. A romance thing of how they got together and how the Joker finally, uh, sorry, and how Batman finally came between the two of them. Uh, not literally, you know, he, he, <laughs> he inserted himself between the two of them and split and prized them apart and maybe he put, he put Harley in prison or whatever. Um, or he put the Joker in prison and, and that's created some sort of resentment because he's the sort of thing that has come between them and stuff like. I'd love to see something that was a bit more along those lines, but we're never going to get that because DC is only worried about setting up the Justice League and, and doing it backwards by, 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 for some reason. Um, and we're just, we're just at a point now where, you know, you, you wonder, despite the fact that these movies are not getting critically, um, they're not being critically well received and the TV shows are, it doesn't matter because the money makes sense. So let's just keep doing what we're doing. So they're not, they're not, but these movies are being made to make money. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. And people keep saying, I keep hearing the same thing about, Oh, well, you know, these movies are never going to change because they're being made for comic book movie fun. Well, I'm a comic book fan. Well, I'm a comic book movie fan and I know that comic book, Sorry, comic book fans. I'm a comic book fan. And what I know about comic fans is they like good stories. And Batman and Superman, not a good story. Suicide Squad, not a good story. Even Civil War, not a good story. So we're getting further and further away from good stories at this point. Because the studios are making movies, not for comic book fans. Because comic book fans appreciate a good story. They're making them for the, you know, the twice, three times a year cinema goers. You know, to be fair, even the joke, which is for comic book fans, was a piece of shit as well, so. They're not making Well, yeah, yeah, but that's because they they took a good story and turned it into a shit story. What they're doing is they're, they're making, they're making films about comic book characters that are recognisable enough to sell, mm. but they're not. They're making for people who 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 don't want to read comics. That's mm. that's what it is. They're in a fucking weird way. It's almost like when they fucking remake a popular foreign language movie, and it, it it's it's not doesn't quite get the aesthetic or anything like that. It's like well fuck it, we don't care because they wouldn't go out and fucking watch the. Yeah subtitle version of it it's almost like that it, it's look here you go here's the harley quinn you always wanted the one yeah. you don't have to read the comic fan the comic book fans are getting their kicks long before the movie comes out the comic book fans are getting their kicks when they finally get to see a picture of benedict cumberbatch as doctor strange or they finally get to see a picture of spider-man's new outfit or they finally get to see a trailer for suicide squad and then the movie comes out and it doesn't really fucking matter about the plot because it's already made $150 million in its opening weekend. So job done, move on to the next one. And, you know, so the films kind of don't matter at this point. It's, it's more about what can we, what can we get out there to titillate the, the, the comic book fans and the comic book movie fans to get them talking about it so that when this film eventually does land, there's an understanding of what the property is and people know what to expect from it. Hmm. It's horrible. It's, it's, it's Really it depressing. Is, but it, it, unfortunately, it, 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 it's it's the way that we keep getting these these movies. You know, it, it's mm. the way that 
you know, the Marvel Universe has, has, has given a formula and has said, hey, look, this works. We've made yeah. a shit ton of money. And the ones are going, do you know what? That works. We don't, it, the films don't have to be good. The films don't have to, what is it? If you create a, a need and a want for people to get on the, these and if, oh, you've got to watch this to watch this, then, then there you go. You, they're gonna make, they're gonna make money. You know, Suicide Squad has received not fantastic reviews and it's still made record money. Yeah. Um, you know, even a few of these tanking now isn't going to stop that the, the train from fucking rolling. It, it's just not. Doctor Strange could come out and, and make 30 quid and it still wouldn't affect Marvel looking at it going... Oh, do you want to do that? They'll just keep fucking going. They'll just change the yeah, way. They'll just make a different. I don't think they'd make another one, but they just wouldn't have to because, like I say, they've separated Doctor Strange out a little bit so that if it doesn't quite work out, because it is a risk, same way they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, less so slightly with Ant-Man because there was a little bit of reference, but it was all jokey references, not really story references. But, you know, they've done it. They did it with Guardians of the Galaxy. They kind of said, all right, well, let's try this out. We won't connect it to the universe too much. And then if it doesn't work out, we'll wash our hands of it. Well, that, that's it. We, the Ant-Man idea was, you know, it didn't work. Then we're not going to get an Ant-Man sequel. I mean, are we, are we? Are we getting an Ant-Man sequel? Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Are we? We're getting the Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp. Yeah. Well, there you go, you see. And Ant-Man, it was enjoyable, but it's not nothing beyond enjoyable. and it, it's, not a, it's not a great film, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and the second Thor film was terrible, and we're still getting a third, so... These, like I say, the fucking train's fucking rolling now. You aren't gonna fucking stop it. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I mean, I, 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 I do agree with Noel here, though. Like the the, the, the Doctor Strange thing, they are separating it out. And the thing with DC is that they are trying to kickstart the the universe so quickly yeah. that you know you've got the flash in here for five seconds for yeah. no reason whatsoever. You've got you've got Batman in here for you know a couple of scenes. He was actually in it a bit more than I thought he would. He was be. in it more than I yeah. thought he was going to be in it, to be honest. Yeah. But well, so it's that, you know, stuff like the Flash though that that confuses me because not only are they now trying to go, all right, well let's not make a Batman movie or a Wonder Woman movie. Let's just stick Wonder Woman and Batman in a Superman movie, and that'll save us some time. Not only are they doing that, but they're now back. They're doing it backwards now. So they're they're showing us the Flash before anybody really has met the Flash. We don't know the Flash. It, you know, if if I'm average Joe cinema goer, who the fuck was that in that weird suit? Like, you know, uh, who's this guy with the beard? I, I remember seeing that guy with the beard in um, in, in Batman versus Superman. Who's that? That underwater guy? I don't know who that is. So they're, they're sort of, you know, where where Marvel built it up and introduced characters slowly here and there and had mention of this person and then had things gently cross over before they got to the Avengers. DC are kind of rushing things forward at a point where they're now back-referencing everything relating to characters that, even, that don't even exist in this universe yet. So, uh, and it also, and, and I mean, riddle me this as well, like, the mid, did you guys see the mid credits bit? Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought Batman mm. gave Wonder Woman that thing that showed Aquaman and yeah. the Flash and whatnot. So why is Batman bargaining with Viola Davis to get a file that has them in it? Yeah. What more information is in that file than was in Lex Luthor's 
files. I, I mean, Lex Luthor I, had I, all I, the lo- Lex Luthor had all the logos, so yeah, know. exactly. He had all the clip art. Batman. Yeah. I mean, like, the, what could Bruce Wayne not find out about them that's actually revealed in those files? Height, eye color, stuff, really important stuff like that. He needs to know yeah. the stuff he's going to put together a team. Yeah, I mean, I, is, is, how embarrassing would it be if he find if he swims all the way down to the bottom of the ocean, finds Aquaman, and finds out that he's only like four foot seven? That would be really embarrassing. Like, hi, I want you to, I want you to join my team. Oh, actually, you're quite so, short, just, aren't you? Well, judging by the Justice League, he's at in Norway. He's a what? Judging by the Trustless League trailer, he's in a pub in Norway. Oh, yeah. So, what is it like? Does that file just say, Arthur Curry really likes a pint at the Dog and Nag or something like that? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It's like, that's a mid credit scene. It's just like, well, didn't he already have all that information anyway? It, it unless, was that supposed to, like, be in the timeline of... No, but it can't have been. No, because this, is, this, is exact, this is exactly the problem. This is exactly the problem. I'll explain this now. This is exactly the problem. The <laughs> rush to get all this stuff done and the rush to do all this stuff backwards and in a weird fucking order where they're not thinking about things, they're doing the same thing in two separate movies. So the scene that was in Batman vs Superman um, where, you know, Barry Allen leans forward through the screen and says something for some reason about something that actually doesn't end up meaning anything in the film that it's in. Mm. That was clearly added in at the end. That was clearly edited in later on because they wanted to introduce more Justice League stuff. So was this. But because they're doing things in a stupid fucking order, nobody's noticed that they've now done the same thing twice in two separate films that came out, you know, within within a year of each other. It's they're not thinking about this stuff because they're just so fucking desperate to get to the next franchise and build this universe in a film that frankly, you know, let's if this, if suicide squad, suicide squad was a Marvel movie, I think what would have happened. And this isn't me sort of, you know, blowing the trumpet of Marvel and shitting on DC that not at all. I really wanted this film to work. I think if Marvel would have done this movie, they'd have done exactly what they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, which isn't a million miles away as a as a, as a, 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 a comparable, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they would have done exactly what they did with Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy, and exactly what they would have done with um, with uh, uh, Doctor Strange as well. They would have separated it out a little bit and just gone, all right, this might not work. Let's not quite throw quite as much money at it, and let's just see what happens and see see where it takes us. Um, but they didn't, you know, they stuffed Batman into it, they stuffed the Joker into it, both of which I enjoyed in this film, but there was just that need to to continually force force us on to the next thing. We must have a universe and we must have it now. We don't have time to waste because, the you know, the competition's getting ahead of us. Well, the competition's getting ahead of you because it's been at it for the last fucking 20 years or whatever. It's been building stuff, you know, so... I mean, that's the thing. We are now, what? When was Iron Man? 2008? We're eight years removed from that. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, the first one of these DCEU films was what, arguably Man of Steel? Uh, Man of and Steel, that? 2013. 2013? I mean, Jesus Christ. And it's only been three films. I mean, even though, in fairness, in fairness, the Marvel Cinematic U- Universe was at Iron Man 2, 
And Iron Man 2 yeah. was similarly like criticised for trying to shove too much in. But after that, they kind of learned their lesson and they slowed that shit down. Mm. Well, Iron Man... Because you had Thor and Captain America, which barely had anything to do with anything else, apart from kind of cursory plot elements. There's no, it's not about sort of, it's not about the speed with which that they, they've started to build a universe. It's about the amount of information that you're supplying. I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily Iron Man 2. The first Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie had Nick Fury at the end of it and mentioned the word The Avengers. So, is that true? Or am I making that up? No, that's yeah, true. Yeah, 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 first, right. yeah, yeah. The first one, wasn't it? So, you know, and, and The Incredible Hulk, um, had, uh, Tony Stark at the end of it. So, they were on that straight away, but they were doing it gently but at a pace that was comfortable for both comic book audiences and regular movie-going audiences, where they could get excited about the next thing as it comes along, as it came along. You know, we've had three, um, we've had three uh, DC movies now, and we, I, I, I can't count it up off the top of my head, but I, I would guess we've probably got about eleven or twelve different characters now, including all the all the Suicide Squad. Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, and all. We're probably knocking on for about 12 different characters at this point. The thing is, the, the, DC would have, you know, it, the Marvel Universe, if they'd have foreseen what was going to happen, they'd have wanted to start it earlier, like you say. But what Iron Man came out like a month before The Dark Knight, I think. Uh, it was the same summer. It was May and then July, I think. Yeah, so it came out like a month before. So, so DC were kind of already on on that, and it's it's like, in a way, they'd have liked to have kind of had, had that, I think, as the start. But they knew that there's no way Nolan was going to go. Do you know what? No, you're not. You're not going to start backdating these fucking movies to mm. try and kickstart this. But I will help you kickstart from from Superman. And the minute after Super, after Man of Steel came out and they said, we're going to bring Batman in, that's when Nolan went, not with me, you know. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's the thing removed, didn't he? Yeah, I, I thank you when I say goodbye. And they said, well, no, we want you to continue. He said, no, I, I see what you're doing, but I, I don't want to be part of it. I, I, mm. You know, I, I want to be away from it and you guys mm. do what you're going to do. So, and I think that, that had Nolan been kind of more on board, let's say, and gone, do you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to make another movie for you, but I will kind of oversee this this idea. I will oversee what you're doing with this uh, mm. as like a, a, as an executive. <laughs> and then step very quickly away from it. And then I, I could I could have seen him going, for instance, Batman vs Superman wouldn't have happened the way it happened. To an extent, I think Suicide Squad wouldn't have the happened. The clip art would not have um, gotten through Nolan's quality filter. No, it, and, and it is it, it, it is quite noticeable that, and I think that when, when we were talking about uh, Batman vs Superman, I, I think I don't that that show, or subsequently when um, I think you were talking about it, uh, Ian, and you were saying about the uh, when you rewatched the extended cut. Uh, and you've seen it's almost a little bit like when uh, Spielberg stepped away from being a producer on Transformers. Yeah. When we got Transformers Two, that's when Beer was kind of yeah. turning around, going, "Is this okay, stick to?" <gasps> oh my God, the teacher's not here. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm yeah. gonna blow up. Balls. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we need. We need to. We need to be careful not to. You know, I mean, we need to bear in mind who Christopher Nolan was when when um the dark knight 
came out. The Dark Knight came out in 2008, like you say, same year as Iron Man. And at that point, he wasn't the Christopher Nolan... That we have now, no. uh, That we have now. Oh, he wasn't perceived that way, at least, anyway. You know, he made a decent first Batman movie, and it it did well. They definitely wanted him back to uh, to do the second. And then he made The Dark Knight, which really, really, you know, uh, galvanized his position there. Mm. So... I, personally, I don't think I don't think it was on DC's radar. I don't think DC were, were oh, no, thinking. That, that's, 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 that's what been it is, is back in 2008 when Marvel were already thinking about doing what they were doing, and they were yeah, setting up. But they were, one. they were DC were even, no, no. were even were even there. They, they were going. They probably were going. Okay, you set up your little universe, and what we'll do is we'll do we'll do this, and we'll keep making money. And then five years later, they're going. Oh Christ! Oh Christ! What have we done? What have we done? Well, this was the, this was the beauty of it. It was done gently, and it was done in a very, very test the water kind of way. If after the first Iron Man movie, um, they never made reference to the Avengers again, it wouldn't really have harmed anything. Huh. Um, you know, it wouldn't really have made You've that much of a difference. Going, so, oh, I, I wish we'd got that Avengers movie. Yeah, but it was an after credit scene, so it, you know it didn't it didn't matter too much. Not too much was being invested in it at this point. And like I say, I don't think uh, I don't think people were badgering Christopher Nolan about it at the time that he was making The Dark Knight. Yeah. I'm very sure that they started to badger him about it by the time The Dark Knight uh, Rises came about. But by then, he'd already made The Dark Knight, so he could he had the power to turn around to them and go, "Look, I made The Dark Knight, and you know what that was." So please yeah, trust he, me. He, he very much was saying no. Three yeah. movies, it's a trilogy, and then I'm walking yeah. away. And I'm going to kill Batman at the end of it. And they, put, um, you know, I'm sure there were many executives at Warner Brothers that really, 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 really did not that, want that to happen. But yeah, he had cut. established himself, and he could do that, and he could get away with doing that. So the fact that he was executive producer on Man of Steel or whatever, really, I mean, it was a name. he's oh, never well, really yeah, given a shit. He was a producer, yeah. He was actually, like, he was actually more hands-on than, I, yeah, you know. It it, just, he stepped away from it very, very, very quickly. The promise of having no continually attached to this universe seemed to dissipate extremely quickly after Man of Steel. Yeah, I mean, he was was originally announced as being on board with Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, but when they, I've just been reading up on it now when I remember this, when they like issued the press release saying it's been greenlit, it's happening. His his and uh, Emma Th- Thomas's producing partner and I think wife's names Wife, yeah. were not on there, and it was basically mm. as you know as soon as the wheels started turning, he was off. But with Man right. of Steel, he was pretty heavily involved, mm. and that, that it's just that, it's that, going that, from Spielberg's Zack Snyder. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thing, you know. Absolutely. But it's, it's the difference between having uh, an entire cinematic universe and a, an entire cast of quite of potentially high-value characters in the hands of Christopher Nolan and giving him the keys to that, and then when he doesn't want to be attached to it anymore, actually, can I just go over here because I want to make my own movies that are a bit more thoughtful and a bit more nice because, by the way, I'm Christopher Nolan now, handing that over to Zack Snyder. <laughs> like, that's... There's a bit of a shift in, you know, in, it doesn't feel like they had the ambition of making more, 
you know, they weren't, they didn't have the ambition of making more Christopher Nolan style blockbusters no, anymore. Now we just want the money in the universe. Thank you very much. Give it Zack Snyder. Let's get these things out there. Yeah, they they, they turned it from um, from a, a collection of wine bars into a, a rib joint. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. in the most base of what is it? And that's coming from somebody who, who doesn't actually mind Snyder films. <laughs> so you know. It, it, it's yeah it is the thing is they're always going to get compared to the Marvel movies the Marvel movies are doing things in a very a very steady way they're not making they're not making many, many mistakes and they're not they're, you know they're taking the odd risk but I don't think they're making very many commercial mistakes but I don't think they're I mean, I don't well, think the cre- the creative side of things is quite as strong as it well, could be. The thing is, from a, from a just a pure personal point of view, not on on film anyway. I, I'm I, I, there's not a single one that I would outright go that is a fucking great movie. They're all around kind of seven out of ten, from a six, and there's a couple that I think are eight. But that's it for me. So when people go, oh, you know. You know, the, you know, the, you can't compare the, the the DC movies to the Marvel movies. The Marvel movies are all fantastic. I'm kind of there going, are they? Are they though? It's a little bit like that. Yeah. I mean, there's well, been a lot. There's been a lot well, more. Mar- there's been a lot more Marvel movies, but of the DC yeah. movies in recent, you know, in the last what well, five years or whatever the last it is. Three, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not really a fan of any of them, so, um, and that's a shame. That's not me being, you know, that's not me giving preferential treatment to Marvel. I just want more good comic book movies. Um, and I think the way to get more comic book movies is not to blow up bigger cities, is just to try and focus on the story. Like, I'm getting, I don't want to sound like a whinging fanboy, and yes, Mike, if you're listening, I know we should be grateful for all these great, wonderful movies that we didn't get when we were kids, but you know what? I just like better movies. I just prefer to have better movies that were, that had better stories. Mike's not listening. Mike, if you are listening, use the password banana hammock. I'll say it's not, I I agree with you completely. I just think that unfortunately, the, the studios aren't going to do a it. The ship has sailed. Yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. And, 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 and you know what? It's a shame. It make, do, you know what, do you know the one good thing that comes out of me watching Suicide Squad? Is I now go away from it. I think I think it's about time that I went back to watching Supergirl and I think it's about time I went back to giving The Flash another go. Like, because stuff is not happening the way I want it to happen on, t- on, on, uh, on the cinema at the moment. So... Maybe I'm just going to go and explore some of the TV shows that I've been missing. No, oh, and also Luke Cage is out soon, so hey. <laughs> Don't do that. There's a lot of good cinema. Yeah, I know, but I need my I need my comic book fix, and I'm not getting it at the cinema at the moment, so. It's been a bad year. Says you. Hmm. Says I. Fucking... <laughs> um, it's getting on, isn't it? it Fucking is hell! Um, I, I barely said anything there, but definitely not shit. I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm definitely not shit. I don't think we need to ask Noah where he is on it. 
Do you know what? I've probably been, I've been too, I've, I, there were things about it that I liked. I've not talked about them very much. There were things about it that I liked. The visuals worked quite well for me. Some of the characters worked quite well for me. There were occasional moments where I was having fun. The first 20 minutes I quite enjoyed. I'm actually touching cloth on it, if I'm, if I'm oh, honest. Nice. Well, our audience um, is um, of 19 votes, definitely not shit, 47%. Uh, touching cloth. I'm pleasantly surprised. 21% and shit 32%. I was quite surprised about that, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit shocked by that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yes. Okay, I just realised I'm steering the ship again. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I can crack on. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, okay. Um, anyone got any burning desire for some what we watched? I, I, can, I can crack through a couple if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do cool. it. Uh, started rewatching the, because I got the um, Dollars Trilogy vinyls the other day and um, spent a good three hours just listening to them on repeat uh, and, and then turned around to Becky and said, God, these are fucking good movies. And her response was, I've never seen them. Which immediately was like, right, we're watching them. So we watched the first one last night, watched Fistful of Dollars. And Becky really likes Westerns, so she, she loved this. And I was watching it, watched it, and it's a fantastic movie. It really is. It still kind of holds up. It's crazy that it's like 50 odd years old, 52 years old, I think. Uh, it still holds up as been a really enjoyable, you know, not just enjoyable western but an enjoyable film so nice re-watching that looking forward to re-watching uh, for a few dollars more and um, good plan the ugly in the next sort of week or so um, I watched Lockout because um, I couldn't remember it I knew I'd seen it but I, I, I re-watched nice. it uh, after the whole um, which is quite strange actually that I've gone from um, Fistful of Dollars to Lockout because they both kind of got sued by other filmmakers. So Lockout was recently sued by uh, John Carpenter and Luke Besson had to pay out to John Carpenter. Um, And Fistful of Dollars was sued by Akira Kurosawa and they had to pay out to Akira Kurosawa uh, for uh, ripping off Yujimba. So yeah, Lockout is enjoyable for Guy Pearce's performance um, and the rest of it's pretty shit, including some just <laughs> completely awful CG as well. Uh, and you can see why um, that 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 it is essentially at parts just well, that's just escape from New York. <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, um, I watched The Purge election year. Uh, I hated The Purge, uh, the first film. Uh, I thought it was terrible. Uh, and I quite enjoyed The Purge Anarchy because uh, as it was sold to me by yourself, Ian, as being it's just a John Carpenter movie, it, it was just a John Carpenter movie. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The Purge election year is 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 weird because A, it, it, it's nearly, well, it's an hour and 45 minutes long and it doesn't need to be an hour and 45 minutes. You could quite easily cut out like 15, 20 minutes, lift it out of it, and it wouldn't make a difference at all, at all, to the story, um, where you have some girls tormenting uh, McKeat Williamson. Um, doesn't need to be in it at all, and not only does it not need to be in it, the actual scenes that are in it are horrible. 
horribly bad. Um, mm. It's fun enough, but don't don't. It's a, it's a, it's a very much a, a Netflix watch. Okay, is what I'll say. Uh, and my surprise film of the week. Um, I watched because uh, I had to be at work uh, early for delivery, and so I was flicking through stuff and ended up I don't know why deciding to give uh, the uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler movie Blended a go I don't know why <laughs> but I did and I I actually quite enjoyed it to be honest it's retarded as fuck and some of it I'm watching uh, and bits happen and you go oh really but Overall, I kind of enjoyed it. I laughed easily enough to say that I enjoyed it, which really surprises me. Hmm. That feels like one of the films that I'm kind of... It feels like a film that I'm kind of surprised you haven't seen already, Mark. That's kind of the reason I kind of watched it, because I thought, do you know what? If anyone's going to like this movie, it's me. And I... So you've not seen this, Ian, because you have a little bit of a, a hidden weakness for Adam Sandler movies. Not that you like them, but you watch them. <laughs> you do. You watch The Ridiculous Six. And don't say it was Kafarki because you watched it before that. <laughs> you don't like, I'm not saying oh, you like cool, them, but you're cool your watching them. What? Cool your jets just a second, Mark. All right. Yes. I watch a lot of Adam Sandler films. Yes, I have seen Adam Sandler films in the past. <laughs> yeah, this this is kind of pretty much. But I it. didn't inhale. Let me ask you a question then. Have you seen right the following movies? Pixels. Go on. Yes. Hotel Transylvania. Yes. That's my boy. <laughs> yes. Right. I never said you liked them. But you seem to have a curiosity to watch them. <sighs> Fucking hell. All right, we're going to do this. Let's have a look for his filmography. And, right, all right. Because what I will actually say to you is I have the same kind of curiosity because I'm looking through it going, I think I've seen all of these. <laughs> all right. I'm looking at it going, there's only a couple I've not seen. So yeah, going back to Bloody Wally and brings up the what is it? There's <laughs> there's a retarded thing where essentially Adam Sandler is pretending to be somebody else, and so one of the um, guys who works at the hotel, um, the guy who's trying to be his surname is um, like um, is Greek, so it's like Thopopolis or something like that, and he just keeps calling him random names that sound vaguely like it. Like, at one point, he calls him Chiapetalus. Um, and just that. And I found myself laughing at every single one of them, despite the fact that I don't think a single one of them was actually funny. Um, right. Terry Crews plays a guy called Nickens, who all he does... Because the whole thing is, is, the holiday place that they go to is for blended families. So, families who are, you know, where you've got kids and a wife, you know, and, and parents that where the kids aren't, you know, both the biological parents, etc. So it's like a blended family thing. And Terry Crews plays a guy who works in the hotel, and all he does is he just crops up at random moments singing with a backing group behind him about things being blended. 
And that's it. That's all he does. <laughs> and it's fucking weird. But again, I kept laughing. Right. I have not seen men, women and children blended grown-ups to Jack and Jill. I've seen all Just of go with it. Literally, I had to test the print. But have you seen Zookeeper. it? <laughs> yeah, it's part of my fucking job. Doesn't that? No, I think that's a fucking caveat, that. Alright, that's your caveat, then. Alright, grown-ups, I tested the print. Uh, Zookeeper, uh, I I I genuinely, I tested the print. Jack and Jill, nope, I haven't seen it. Um, Bedtime Stories, haven't seen it. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, I haven't seen it. You don't mess with the Zohan, yes, I've seen it. Rain Over Me, haven't seen it. Click, yes, fine, I've seen it. The Longest Yard, yes, I've seen it. Spanglish, I've seen it. Fifty First Dates, no, I haven't seen it. Anger Management, no, I haven't seen it. Eight Crazy Nights, no, I haven't seen it. Eight there is plenty. No, I mean, well, of, that's of, fucking of brilliant, All I'm saying is... All right, but I'll, you have seen a do-over. Yeah, because we reviewed it. <laughs> and you have seen Ridiculous Six. Yes, I've seen The Ridiculous Six. It was an Adam Sandler Netflix film. I was somewhat intrigued. And you've seen Pixels. And you know what? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Because I've not seen Ridiculous Six yet. Uh, And I've not seen... I've never seen Big Daddy. Yeah, I've never seen that. Have you not? No, I've never seen it. God, that's... Just flick ITV2 on. It's probably on now. (laughs) So, yeah, um, yeah. Blended. Uh, I'm not going to call it a recommend, because it's not a recommend. But I enjoy oh, watching it. No, it, it is. It is. Just, just own it, Mark. It's fine. <laughs> so, go on, then. What have you guys been watching? Uh, I haven't got that much. I watched um, uh, something rather different to uh, to Blended. Um, 1987's House of Games, uh, the David, David Marmot movie. Um oh, yeah was recommended to me by somebody and I picked it up on um picked it up on Apple movies for a couple of quid so so uh, I was in the mood for that sort of uh, late eighties kind of uh tense thriller kind of thing. I'm not the hugest mammoth fan in the world. I like him sometimes, other times he can I can find him a bit irritating. Um is is his first one I think, wasn't it? Oh was it his first? Oh, okay. Well no, this is this is a great film. Um it's, for those who don't know, it's basically the story of this, uh, psychiatrist and writer and she, um, ends up trying to help out this guy who's a gambler who's into this guy for a lot of money and she goes to see who this guy is and see if she can get, uh, him to sort of get rid of the debt. Um, and she ends up almost being, um, uh, conned out of a bunch of money in, in kind of a, a sting. The whole thing is kind of a setup. Uh, and it's a bit of a long con. Um, uh, but she sort of sus- manages to suss out what's going on. And then she gets involved with Joe Mantegna's character, Mike, who is kind of the uh, the leader of this gang of people who are doing these things. And she gets introduced to the world of uh, of con artists and, and stuff like that. And the sort of the gang that he runs with um, these sort of gang of tricky, tricky individuals who all have their own little specialities. Um 
typical kind of thing. You know, she gets in a little bit over her head and starts to fall in love. But who's playing who? Is she being used? That type of thing. Um, it's great. The dialogue's great. The, the 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 story's nice and tight. I think it keeps you on your toes a little bit. You are kind of constantly. I wouldn't say it's the the least predictable thing in the world, but you are kind of constantly wor- wondering, as as you often do with these movies, who's being conned and and that type that type of thing. Uh, really enjoyed it. Lindsay Krauss, who plays kind of the the lead actress, she isn't great. If I'm honest, she's uh, she's very wooden and very sort of blank. But in a strange way, it sort of suits the role a little bit because you just have this you kind of have this blank canvas just walking through this film. And I think it helps you. It, it helps you sort of it, it makes you feel like maybe she's she's not in on what's going on. And when's the point going to come where she's going to get flipped over? Because you really can't judge whether or not she's despite the fact she's a psychiatrist and writer, you really can't tell whether she's very intelligent or very smart or if she's just in love or she's just being duped by everybody. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's great. It's also got a really kind of unexpected ending where um, all spoilers all the time, but, you know, she sort of takes control of the situation and, and ends up making a choice that you really kind of weren't expecting when it, when you sort of find out that she's, she's been part of a very long con and she's been, um, she's been duped. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Oh, was she? Well, that'll explain the casting then because she's a fucking terrible actress, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it sort of worked in this case anyway, so it didn't really matter that much, but yeah, really like that. Um, apart from that, I also watched get hard, which is essentially, <laughs> um, a fucking two hour, joke about not about the fact that people get raped in jail if people uh i just i just noticed that uh, i just pulled up my letterbox review and i put it's basically one people get taped in jail joke so i misspelled <laughs> that and put taped um but no that's that's kind of all it is it's one long sort of joke about will ferrell doesn't want to get raped in jail uh it makes you wonder what the all the jokes would relate to if people didn't get raped in jail. So, um, I started watching it, um, on a Sunday afternoon when I was intensely hungover, uh, and I couldn't really focus on anything else. Uh, all right. So like kind of Sunday early evening, actually, but I was intensely hungover anyway. Um, and sat there and watched about an hour and a half of it and fell asleep and then picked up the remainder of it the next day and watched whatever it was left, like the last half hour of it. And if you're going to watch it like that, it's perfectly fine viewing. Um, there were a couple of laughs in there as well. And for a film like this, if I'm going to get two or three laughs out of it, uh, when I'm just watching it purely because I've got a hangover, that'll do me. That's fine. Um, it's a solid two and a half star movie. Um, yeah. if you're in the right, if you're in the right frame of mind anyway. But that's about it. Uh, apart from the killing joke and everybody's already talked about the killing joke. So. Fair news. Um, but did you, you were mixed on Killing Joker, take it? Yeah, I mean, it, it had its mo, it had a couple of decent moments, but I mean, as we've talked about before, I just felt like it, the strength of the, the strength of the, the original book just never came through. Uh, I didn't feel like the weight that, uh, and you know, it's like you were talking about on the show, it's, it really shows up that sometimes the medium matters. Um, 
And in this case, the medium definitely matters. I'm completely ignoring the fact that, you know, they attached an entirely different story to it as well, which was a bunch of shit. Yeah, I'm just kind of focusing on the stuff that was the killing joke. It just didn't have the weight that it needed. Um, it just made me want to go, go immediately away and read, uh, immediately away and read the killing joke again, which I did and, and all was well with the world again. So, um, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, the worst part about it is it's another wasted opportunity because there have been some really fantastic Warner Premier, um, animated movies, The Dark Knight, um, the Dark Knight Returns being one of them, so or two of them even. Um, so it's kind of a shame that they took this story and didn't manage to do anything worthwhile with it. But hey, fuck it, we've got the book, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Mm. Um, so I'll just rattle through a few things. I um, watched Alex Gibney's documentary Zero Days, um, which was a, about a piece of malware called Stuxnet which uh, seemed to appear from out of nowhere and was uh, mainly found in um, kind of Iran and uh, was essentially to seems to be to blame for a load of uh, like kind of nu- uh, nuclear weapons research places blowing up. Um, and it was based, it, it, it's kind of interesting, kind of terrifying about how this malware could affect, infect things which uh which controlled physical things so it was essentially a piece of computer code actually affecting the real uh, the real world um which is i I don't know it's kind of a scary weird abstract uh, abstract topic but um i've never ever ever heard the word centrifuge um (laughs) Uh, spoken as much in my entire life. I never will, actually. I don't think I'll ever hear centrifuge more times in my life than I heard total in this film over the course of two hours. Um, Is it worth watching? Yeah, no, it was interesting. Um, Because it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit long. It's like an hour and 50 minutes, and I, I think it does outstay its welcome, but... The, the whole kind of like where this thing came from and there's like a um a CIA kind of whistleblower that that is interviewed as such in this is uh really fascinating and I, I, I it just um it it kind of moves on to how um cyber warfare has become such a big deal and uh the way that during the Bush administration it was all about attack, and during Obama it was all about defense, and I, I, I yeah, it was, it was, it was really interesting. But it's, all I could think of was centrifuge, 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 <laughs> centrifuge. At the end of it. Um, so uh, I also watched uh, Whit Stillman's latest Love and Friendship, which uh, has been getting a, a lot of good reviews. It's uh, basically Kate Bass- Beckinsale is a bitch in kind of Jane Austen territory and uh she oh, yeah no, really yeah um he kind of basically uses um everybody around her to try and uh kind of attain a better life for herself and she has a daughter who's actually genuinely good and uh yeah I, a very biting very funny um uh this actor Tom Bennett who I I, I don't really really recognize from anything but um he essentially plays 
an, a more sympathetic version of David Brent, but in Jane Austen times, which is an interesting combination, but it actually kind of works, which I was surprised by. Um, but yeah, very, um, very biting, but also use certificate stuff. So uh, it's, uh, it's an odd little piece actually, but I, I, I recommend it. Uh, love and friendship. Um, uh, rewatch Fury. Uh, I still very much like Fury. Um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, uh, which is the, uh, the Tina Fey film where it's based on a, uh, a real person, uh, a, a real woman who became a, a war reporter in Afghanistan. And, um, it, 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 it's a odd mix of comedy and drama where it's about the, the ridiculousness of these people living lives in this war-torn area and and margot uh, robbie's in it as well and um she plays like more glamorous reporter um i enjoyed it more in the first half than i did the second it gets more and more kind of serious and down to earth as it goes on and i kind of disconnected from it especially considering the first half is actually genuinely laugh out loud funny at points uh, but it, it's still worth a watch. Um, cool. Rewatch Black Dynamite, which I still think is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. Um, genuinely, uh, I, Black Dynamite. I literally will laugh at that film every minute, solidly. Um, I need to rewatch that. I fuck it. Like it's on Netflix UK now. I and know it's a I, on Netflix UK. It's just when I watched it the first time, it finished. I start. Ah, oh, right. I don't get it. I think I just need to rewatch. I think I might have just been a wrong frame of mind for watching it or something. I just, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of quotable shit in that fucking film. There, there's a lot of quotable shit, and I, 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 there are little, there are just little things like the fact that it's supposed to be shonkily made, and you'll have the boom mic coming in, or just Michael Jai White every now and then looking off camera because something's distracting him. Well, not distracting, but like it's supposed to be distracting him and that like you just fuck up his lines a little bit and then just go on. It just, it's, I, I love it. I love it. Um, and I don't know. It ends with the ghost of Abraham Lincoln, um, helping black dynamite in a Kung Fu fight against Richard Nixon. You see all this I, shit. It sounds fantastic. And I, but I can't remember any of this. I'm wondering if I watch a different movie. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It's only eight minutes long. Come on. It's 80 minutes. Uh, I will watch it this week and report back next week. Fuck man. I just, uh, it was my favorite film of 2009 and I, I'm still fine with that choice. Um, and finally, uh, I watched uh, Chicken, which was on Mubi until last night. Um, had a really limited theatrical release uh, a couple months back, and then Mubi got the rights to uh, stream it for a month. Um, uh, basically, mental, a mentally disabled guy lives with his brother in a caravan. Uh, and that's where the recording cut off, which is really annoying. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was not on my PC and I wasn't recording and Mark was and I think something must have gone wrong so uh, it kind of almost was coming to the end of the show anyway uh, we did answer some Twitter questions and I'm sorry that we I, I genuinely can't remember what the answers were um, I will just say chicken on movie uh, the incredibly depressing fucking thing um, 
uh, mentally disabled guy lives with his brother um, on a, in a caravan on a site that doesn't belong to them. New landowners come in, cut off their electricity, and things get worse from there. Um, very good. Um, uh, you know, very striking, really smacks you around the face. And, um, you know, only 85 minutes long, so that's, that's always a good thing as well. Um, so, yeah, apologies for the technical trouble, but it was quite a long show, at least, this time round. Um, so, uh, Mark and I will be back uh, next week to talk The Shallows. Um, I'm also actually hoping on uh, catching a couple other things uh, next week as well. So, um, yeah, but, uh, again, apologies for the technical trouble. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, speak to you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye.